What is up, everyone? Welcome to the week eight live stream, matchup live stream here at fantasypoints.com. I'm John Hansen, Greg Cosell, Adam Kaplan. They're here, ready to go. Ben Kukanis, out of the side of the glass. Week eight kicks off in about two hours. Mr. C, how are you, sir? Good, man. Unfortunately, and we'll get into the opposite. That's the first game. So disappointed with three receivers who really could have helped them tonight are not going to play for the Packers. It's uh, very disappointing. Uh, Mar Mars, the matchup a little bit for me, but Rogers has shown when he, when a lot of guys are at, he can still get the job done. So we'll see what happens. All right. And uh, that is true. And Greg, I'm sure you're ready to go. So let's dive in here. Green Bay at Arizona and Greg, how much of the Packer D have you seen recently? Uh, probably a couple of weeks, but just to respond to what Adam said, if I could, I think you're going to see Aaron Jones play wide receiver tonight. Mm, I'd love to see that. Love yeah. to see that. I mean, yeah. not every snap, but I think he'll be at wide receiver. And mm. I think they'll, the running backs will be Dylan and Hill with, I would assume, uh, depending on their feel, who gets the most carries, you would think Dylan would, but they like Hill. Um, but I think Jones will line up significant snaps as a wide receiver tonight wow that uh throws uh that poo poos my uh my prop of aaron jones running for over 60 some odd yards i could tell you that that would be a problem well uh, i could be wrong but i mean yeah, down right, receivers right. and he's a very good receiver and we've seen him through the years be split out and be very effective absolutely you know my alvin Kamara comp there uh, a couple of years ago um, and no it's not as if they don't have another runner. See, that's the thing. They've right, actually right, got right. two guys they can hand the ball to that they feel good about. And you have to remember one thing that Matt LaFleur comes from the Kyle Shanahan school. So as good as Jones is, I'm sure the belief is that the design of our run game presents the opportunities for the back and we can put Dylan or Hill out there and still run the ball effectively. Yeah, that, that'll be, that'll be quite interesting. Adam, uh, Got to think, though, that Randall Cobb is going to be a critical guy here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Byron Murphy would be the slot corner. He's a good player, um, but he's been giving up some production. Well, uh, he would be the slot, yeah, he'd, be, he'd be the slot corner if it's three wide. He's an outside corner when they're in, in base. Absolutely. And, and he could see Cobb tonight outside, Adam. I was going to say, yeah, it's not like they can't do that. And yeah. they're, they're so down. <laughs> At wide receiver, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing tonight. He's going to have to play as Amari Rogers. Yes. Yep. Really looking yeah. forward to him. Greg, what do you remember about his tape? I like his tape. Um, he's a short guy, but a powerfully built guy with a very strong lower half. Um, in some ways, built like Elijah Moore. Uh, but Rogers had vertical ability at Clemson, really good run after catch because of the strength in his body, very competitive. So, I liked Amari uh, Rogers. Obviously, he's going to play, and you would assume he's going to get targets. Would you? Um, was he a guy that you thought could also line up outside? Greg? Yes, he did that at Clemson. That's what I thought. Yeah. I think personally, I think a lot of that, John, for teams now, with very few exceptions, with obvious players like the Cole Beasleys, I think Absolutely. that that delineation between slot and outside is not what it used to be five, ten years ago. And um, Nick Sirianni said this. I know a couple uh, other coaches I talked to said this. So Sirianni was telling the media that because they, they kept talking about X and Y. He goes, guys, we look at them. We want our outside receivers to be able to line up everywhere. Right. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. inside or outside. And, and it's, it's interesting because 
And Greg, are you noticing this in college football that are they, are these receivers coming in playing a, like different positions or just, are they just at one side? Like, how, well, that depends on the school and the team right. and coaching. Staff. A lot of them line up all three though, Greg, right? Right. Now I was just wondering yeah. if they're lar- if, if, if they're a little bit more savvy. There are some schools, some coaches where a receiver lines up literally on one side of the field on every snap. I mean, look, we talked about this just popped into my head. We talked about Gabriel Davis coming out of college. He lined up in one place every single snap. So it depends on the on the school, the coach. Uh, you know, some guys move them around. So that that's not a universal thing, one way or the other. How how big do you guys think the loss of JJ Watt is? That that feels pretty huge to me. I think it is. He's played extremely well over the last month. He's been a very disruptive player. Yeah. Although I will say this, the player who really stands out, and I've watched a lot of Cardinals defense, John, just so you know. Yeah. A player who really stands out doing what I'm sure they expected when they drafted him is Isaiah Simmons. He is yeah. really standing out on film right now. Now, in in terms of doing what? In terms a of a lot like, of things. Yeah. Lines up on the ball, lines up stack, lines up in space, matches up to tight ends. He's in a sense being that multi-dimensional player that they thought he could be because last year he was lost. And actually last year through the first seven or eight games, he'd probably played 70 snaps total. Mm. Yeah. Because they've been really good against tight ends. And uh, I, I didn't know if that is that Buda Baker Baker is that Isaiah Simmons, probably a combination of all of them, right? Yeah. They got great athletes back there. They do. You know, the second and third level. How about Robert Alford balling this year? I don't know if you've noticed that, but he grades out really well. Yeah, I mean, he plays a lot. I haven't necessarily noticed him where to where I go, wow, he's he's playing great ball. But I'll tell you one thing, though. This team is not playing, just so you know, they are not playing anywhere near the percentage of man coverage this year, cover one anyway, um, that they did a year ago. They're way, way down. So they're playing a lot more zone coverage this year than they did yeah. a year ago. And then, of course, Kyler... Obviously, all eyes on him tonight, but Greg, you continue to be impressed. Uh, you know, it seems like once a week he makes like a wow throw. You're like, wow, damn. He made that one. He made one last week to green down the sideline. That was a wow throw for sure. And then AJ Green, man, he's also graded out really well, like uh, like uh, like zero drops. Like, have you have you noticed him on tape? Absolutely. I mean, th- their offense has changed. And you and I discussed this the other day, John, you know, they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins with 115 catches. They're going to have, it's really, really spread out. Um, So I don't know what the numbers will be. I guess what I'm saying is any given night, uh, like tonight, you can't go in and say, well, I know DeAndre Hopkins getting his 15 targets. That's not the way they play offense now. Plus, plus now Ertz is a part of it. You know, he played about half the snaps, you know, it, that was a nice run after the catch, something he didn't do a lot with the Eagles, but they they got plenty of pass targets, you know. That that's yeah. uh you get you throw the Rondell Moore is sort of the little bit of an X factor there. This is a this is a fun offense. They are beatable, uh Green Bay here on the back end, I would think, though. Uh, you know, they've got uh Chandon Sullivan, who's well, he's been their well. slot corner all year, even going former back to Eagle, year. former Eagle Chandon Sullivan, yep. Yeah. But Kevin King's still a guy teams pick on. Still. He's hurt too. I don't know that he's playing tonight. We'll see. He's got two injuries. Right. One of the tallest corners in the National Football League. James Conner looking good. I mean, he's playing well. Um, so we'll see if he continues to get these goal line work carries because he's getting a lot of them. And Chase Edmonds is great. Uh, you know, 
outside of the twenties, inside the twenties, he's like not really a factor, but off the injury report, uh, not a bad play this week. And certainly, um, not an easy game to, to handicap. Let's be honest here. I mean, it's it's a little difficult. I got to be you honest. Would th- you would think, right? You would think with all, uh, and I know Rodgers has done well without Adams, but and he'll make guys. The, the true testament of a great quarterback is making others around him better. Yeah, I'm sure he'll do his best to do it. But the way that the Cardinals are playing right now, and I know that you know Chandler Jones, by the way, will be back tonight. He's definitely playing. I don't know how yeah. much he'll play because he apparently lost a lot of weight on, on COVID. Really? Oh wow. Yeah. He uh, he. You know, he was working out in their facility Friday, which would have suggested that he would be activated for the Texans game. They didn't activate him, but they activated him two days ago. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, so the over-under apparently dropped. It's down to 51. I'm not sure what that means other than all these guys are out for the, the Packers. I, I took the under on that still. I'm not expecting mm. a, a ton from Rodgers here. Our guy Wes Huber pointed out, you know, the coverage shells that he'll see often tonight, not, not exactly ideal for him. And maybe that's to your point, Greg, because they're playing less man. You're talking about the uh, Cardinals. Cardinal D. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just keep in mind if, if um, Aaron Jones gains over 14,000 yards tonight, he'll become the leading rusher in NFL history. (laughs) Okay. That's a good nugget right there. Yeah. Um, Moving on to uh, Carolina and Atlanta. I mean, Greg, you know, Sam Darnold, it's just, I, I don't know, man. His margin for error is just weird because, you know, the first three weeks he, he did look great and then it's completely unraveled. I wouldn't say great though, John, I would say he managed the game. Well for him, yeah. he was, he was ahead of this. He was ahead of the game for him. Um, processing was better, but he still, you can never quite trust him because he he's got issues when the rush comes in the middle, he gets happy feet. Greg obviously could break it down for us, but it's it's a struggle for him right now. That's why they reunited. Re, re, yeah, they reignited the talks with the Texans. He's uh, I, I and the, unfortunately, you know, they're stuck with him next year. That his his contract's fully guaranteed next year. So, yeah. And Greg, you you always mention, uh, and it's a good angle, um, not one that I spend a lot of time focusing on when I look at quarterbacks. But you mentioned a lot with uh, Justin Herbert. It just looks so natural, like he plays and moves within the structure of the play so well and, and the timing, the rhythm of the play, right? Is that, is that something that Darnold's terrible at? Cause that, that seems to be the case. Well, we, I know what you're saying. I, I my, my sense with Darnold and I've watched him going back to, I watched his final two years in college as well. I, I, my sense is he doesn't see things real well, that it really needs to be presented to him very clearly. And the design of the play with the route concepts has to beat what the anticipated defense is, yeah. and then he can make the throw. Right. But I don't that's think a lot of, that's a lot to ask. Well, it's a lot to ask over and over and over again in the NFL. It does happen um, yeah. because that's coaching, but it can't ha- it doesn't happen 80% of the snaps. And my sense is that he doesn't see things really well, and that gets his feet to move. And when mm-hmm. I say feet to move, I don't mean he necessarily flees out of the pocket, but you see him a lot in the pocket with his feet being very unsettled. And yeah. I, my sense is, again, only he could, could tell me this, but that's my sense having watched his tape going back to his second to last year in college. You know, Chuba Hubbard has seen his fantasy production plummet. Um, I mean, 
every metric, every number, uh, 4.2 yards per carry to 3.8 to 2.3 last week. And, you know, Adam, you and I, we both kind of liked him for fantasy last week and he completely crapped the bed. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm at this point, I know it's still early, but you know, he, he's a backup only. Right. So yeah, let's look, got, got, there's a reason why he didn't go earlier in the draft. Um, he had a very good training camp. We, we told you about the pass protection stuff. It's something, you know, it's certainly a challenge for him. And he's, you're starting to see why he's not a starting NFL running back. The, the longer these guys play, you normally see there's a re like if the guy was a second round grade, you're seeing less flaws in scouting. They tell you each round you, you find more flaws and now you're starting to see it. And it's, and, and, and rule, you saw what Matt rule said, he, he second straight week. He's, he's putting his stick in the dirt. He wants a running game. So you know yeah. what's coming. Yeah, and then this this Falcon D, Greg, you haven't seen much. Saw him, saw him today. Oh, oh really? Yeah, they played oh. literally nickel on every single snap. Mm. And what was re really interesting about it was the Dolphins played with twelve personnel on almost probably ninety percent of the snaps, and they played nickel on and literally every snap but one. <laughs> did the uh, did what did the twelve personnel uh, help to his protection? You're talking about for Tua? Yeah, I mean, did they did what? Why? Why? Why do you think that they they played like that? Because you know they don't really run the ball that much. I mean, was there any other re was it like why, well, they thing? played they played nickel? I'm saying so. Nickel is not meant to to, to purely stop the run. Um, they were playing nickel versus twelve personnel. Right, so, right, right. So I, you know, I don't know the answer as to why they did it. I'm just telling you that they did it. What what did you see? Uh, anything of note out of the uh, you know the Falcon D? I mean the numbers. You know, I I don't know what to make of the Falcon D. I'll, I'll be honest with you. So anything? Well, did you any, did any you thoughts? think it was? Did you think before this season it would be a great defense? No, I thought it would be one of the worst. Right. So I mean, I think I think that they have a couple of really good players. I think Grady Jarrett really shows up on tape. They line him up at wide nine in in their. Uh, uh, in their sub fronts a lot. Mm. Um, and he's, he's an impactful player. I don't care what the stats show. He impacts the game. They've got two pretty good linebackers in Jones and Aluakon. Their secondary is kind of a mix and match. Uh, that's where the issue occurs. So, um, yeah, they're not a great defense from a, um, uh, personnel standpoint. No. Yeah. And, uh, they, they give up, they give up numbers. I mean, quarterbacks completing 70% of their balls yeah. against them. Uh, certainly a beatable matchup here overall. Um, and then, they don't, uh, John, they're down a depth at corner. They've got depth yep. issues at corner. They've been getting away with it, but let me ask you, John, is this, and I hate to even ask this, but there are a lot of people watching who are just, they're pulling their hair out, hair out over Robbie Anderson. Well, he did have 13 catches against yep. his defense last that's, year. That's why I asked because I remember. Well, it's a at different coaching staff this year, so sure, that, but but that right, sure, but right, no doubt. But he has done it. Um, some of the same corners, some are different. Fabian Moreau's new. Uh, Sheffield should play this week. He's available. Um, what do you What do you think of Anderson this week? Uh, I, I I'm not I'm not I'm out. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I figured. He's I playing, figured. He's, yeah. he's playing terribly. Yeah. Um, He's got 25 receiving yards on 20 targets, which is crazy that, that, that he doesn't have over 10 yards. I agree. With the you. last two weeks. That's the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. 20, if I get 20 targets, I may get more than 25 yards. Okay? He was a high target guy last year. It's crazy. 
I mean, it'll be 26 if I pass it, but still, um, mm -hmm. how about Matt Ryan in this offense here, uh, Greg? I mean, you know, from my perspective, it, it seems like, uh, Arthur Smith is doing well. Cause Matt Ryan is throwing for like 300 yards every single week. I'm a little, a little surprised. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I had a good vibe on these guys, but you know, it's all coming together, Greg. Without and, Ridley and, doing well, John, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what anything stand out to you from what you've seen the last two, three, four weeks from the yeah, Falcon I haven't seen offense? a ton of their offense. Um, uh, I'm actually going to watch the offense tomorrow, but I haven't seen a ton of their offense. Um, obviously, Kyle Pitts, you know, has been phenomenal. I've seen enough highlights to know they move him all around. Uh, he beats corners. I mean, he beat Xavier Howard this week. So, um, no, they've they've they, they just don't have the back that they. I'm sure Arthur Smith would love to have but they throw the ball pretty well. Yeah, they really do. Adam, yeah. I think uh, Kyle Pitts is starting. I think one of the problems with Ridley might be that Kyle Pitts is becoming Matt Ryan's go-to guy. Um, no, I don't agree. There's, there's something off the field Ridley's dealing with. Uh, I don't right, know if you're aware right, of it. Right, right, that, right. That, That's true. that does have something to do with it. Now, I get your point that, okay, the, the rookie tight end, the first-round pick, has now become a factor. So obviously really won't be as much of a factor. Um, the other thing is their defense is competitive enough. You know, we were, we were, I think, John, you would admit, you and I were expected the Falcons defense to be really bad. And after week one, it looked like it might be, but they're very competitive. I know they've had a good schedule, but they're more competitive defensively than I expected. And you're not, you, they don't need to throw the ball like they did last year. Their defense was an embarrassment last year. Panther D is, uh, is a little sketchy here as it's well. It's getting worse because the corner situation. Yeah. So this, 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 yeah. a, Overall, a solid matchup. Kirk Cousins had yep. uh, three, 373 slash three against the Panthers uh, back in week number six. Let's go to Miami Buffalo. I mean, this is, uh, this is a terrible matchup for Miami. I mean, I, I have uh, major concerns here. Uh, I just, Greg, I don't, I don't know how they move the ball here uh, because they're so one-dimensional too, and that's got to make it so much easier for an elite D like uh, the Bills. Um, you would think, um, you know, I, I did watch, um, I did watch Tua yeah. uh, this week and, you know, I think that we kind of know what Tua is. I think he's the kind of quarterback that must be schemed by the past game concepts. Um, his game is built on consistent efficiency. He's a rhythmic ball distributor at the short to intermediate levels. He plays with a relatively refined sense of timing. Ball comes out, ball comes out. That's his game. Yeah. Um, he's not a second reaction player. The longer he stays in the pocket, the less effective he is. He just probably has an average arm in terms of arm strength. So you kind of know what he is. You can certainly function with him, uh, but, you know, there's nothing special about Tua. One thing I noticed, do you have any issues, and maybe you don't because you've never brought it up, but his delivery is a little slow, elongated. It's pretty long. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, I, I always would do think about that and i think well is it just because he looks different throwing it because he's a lefty lefty yeah um, mm -hmm. but it looks like he pushes the ball yeah it does yeah you know a guy like breeze had that short quick compact delivery that worked i i don't know about to uh you know we make that comp with breeze well, but is he getting no matter no matter which army throws with i wouldn't describe his delivery as quick and compact exactly which, yeah. which is that seems like a problem yeah. given everything else you just said there in this game. Is he oh. getting any better though? I know he makes at least one bonehead head scratcher, but is he getting better in your opinion? Last couple starts. Um, I mean, I think he's always going to, 
if they're going to throw it as much as they do, he will always put up numbers. But he's a, when you say, is he getting better? He's a certain kind of player. This is what he is. He can put up numbers. You know, he can be, if they're going to throw it 45 times, John, he can be 30 for 42 for 320 yards. Yeah. I mean, last week he did throw four touchdowns. Obviously, he won't throw four touchdowns uh, every single week. But, you know, he can, he'll put up numbers like that if they're going to throw it that much. It would, ha- it would help if they have Parker. Parker's no sure thing this week. Same, same injuries he's been dealing with for about five weeks. Yeah. How about the accuracy on Tua? Is that? I would say it's great. No, but I'd say it's good. I mean, okay. he's not scattershot by any means. Yeah. And no running game, no running game no, to speak of Adam. So, well, yeah. and they don't really even try to run it. That's the thing. Yeah. But I mean, they should use Miles Gaskin as an extension of the running game as much as they can. Like this dude needs touches, no doubt. And then Gasicki. I know the Bills linebackers are good, but I, I feel like if you're going to make some hay in the passing attack in the middle of the field, it's probably ideal um, against those Bills. So Gasicki, I'm sure, looking well, good. Well, Gasicki, I'm sure, is the reason that they play a lot of 12 personnel because it, his alignment and route versatility allows them to do that because he, he lines up very often like a wide receiver. So that's yeah. the reason they can play such a high percentage of 12 personnel. Yeah, yeah, and that Shaheen and... Uh, Smythe are on the field a lot. Uh, Sheen's a blocker. Yeah, Sheen's a blocker. Yeah, no doubt. But that, but that's um, that's the reason they can do that. Adam, just so you know, uh, Gasicki's actually averaging fourteen points, over fourteen points a game in his last three. No, I know. I have him in my big money league. Trust me, that's why I'm not moving him. No, he's. Yeah. It, it's it's a perfect example of a contract year because you and I have talked about how inconsistent he's been over his career. And now part of this might be because of De- uh, Devontae Parker's injury not being there because, you know, he would get targets. Uh, but it's good. It's good that he's doing it. I mean, that's and, and I hate I don't want to jinx anything, but I, I'm not I would not be surprised if this somewhat continues. And, and Greg is talking about the 12 personnel. So that's a good thing. Josh Allen um, has crushed this defense. Uh, I'm looking here in the career, even 19 touchdowns against six interceptions. Uh, absolutely destroyed them last year. So he's looking great. I mean, all the receivers looking really good. I mean, I think Stefan Diggs in this one, because they still play a lot of man, Greg, right? Miami? Um, yeah, but not, it depends on the game. They're not doing it quite as much. I mean, yes, do they still do it? Yeah. Uh, but their percentage has gone down a bit this year. I mean, we thought- but It's still uh, high relative, relative to the, uh, the league. But not as I, high as, for instance, it, it has been for them. I, I thought we they'd see a lot of man against. Uh, I can't remember who. Maybe Tennessee, and it wasn't at all. Um, but it didn't matter because he still did well. But you know, Greg, this this Dolphin Day is. Uh, I mean, they're they're not great here. I mean, this is not. They're not it's very surpri- good. It's really surprising how bad they've been uh, with the all the resources they spent a corner, the the highest paid cornerback tandem in the National Football League. <clears throat> And the, the lack of pass rush is it's uh, oh, by the way, Greg, did you think um, the, against the Jaguars, what was there anything with Dolphins defense? They just couldn't get to Trevor Lawrence because, you know, the Jaguars are not giving up sacks. Yeah, you know, they're not. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. saying, do you remember that? Because I know um, I know you watched the tape. Do you yeah, remember watch the game, but I don't I don't know. Okay. It just shocks me how bad the defense is. I I, would, yeah. I did not see this coming. Because everyone not. expected their defense to be really, really Yeah, good. that's what I mean. I'm just really surprised at what yeah. I just don't know what the issue is. 
not getting a pass rush. I can tell you that. Yeah, no, right. No doubt. No they doubt. don't have a pure pass. I don't care what people say. I know we put up some decent numbers last year, but I don't think they have a true pass rush. I don't think Emmanuel Agba is a true pure right. pass rusher. Right, right. Although you do think the rookie, Greg, is coming on. Well, I for... think he can be that. Jalen Phillips. Not there yet. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. He's not Let's there go yet. to San Francisco and uh, – Man, this Khalil Herbert, unbelievable. You gave him a really good endorsement and write-up in the draft guide, Greg. Yep. Adam, you saw him in Bears camp. You you passed that along. You got him in our big league. That That's why I in. picked – the only reason why I picked him up is because I just noticed he's so much more explosive than Damian Williams because they were – and back in Montgomery in training camp, they were both – they were giving – the two days I was there, they were giving Herbert surprisingly some work over Williams. It might have been just to give Williams rest. I'm like, the speed, he's so much more explosive than Williams. And moving this forward, easily this week, he's got to be the main ball carrier. The Williams now will be able to have a normal role. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to stick with Herbert. Why would they not? Why would I'm they just not? interested to see what happens when Montgomery gets back. Do they give carries and does, does Herbert have a role in back of Montgomery? Well, I said on the radio today, you know me, I, 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 I make strong statements. I'm like, uh, Montgomery's done. Like no, the days of no. the days of, but the days of him being a bell cow in Chicago, I don't see it, man. I, I, I'll check on that one. I, Montgomery was doing really well before he got hurt. Now we don't know coming off an MCL sprain, how he's going to be. We'll see. Yeah. What do you think, Greg? I mean, I don't know how you keep Khalil Herbert away from the, the field here. Once Dave Montgomery's back and, you know, maybe they can exist in a dual backfield. Well, what I wouldn't say, John, is that Montgomery's done only because Herbert's done it for two weeks. Now, I like Herbert's ability, but I think you have to be careful about a guy who's done it for two weeks. You know, what happens if this week he goes 15 for, for 45? What do we yeah, say? Exactly. exactly. You know, when I say, yeah, it's fair. I, when I say done, I mean, to me, because I've never been a David. There are different like kinds of runners. That's the key thing. So, right. again, they might feel, depending on an opponent, Herbert is an outside zone runner. In fact, almost every one of his runs last week, he had 18 of them, went to the left side of mm. the offensive line behind Whitehair and Peters. So uh, they're different. So, uh, you know, I, that's a tough question to answer. I know you're trying to look ahead for fantasy, but I'd be careful about saying Montgomery is done as if Herbert is now all of a sudden exactly. a big-time feature back. If but, but, John, I do believe with his explosiveness, because he's more explosive than Without Montgomery. Question, that he is for sure. They, they absolutely need to – John, you make a good point. They cannot go away from Herbert to give him yeah. some juice. That offense lacks juice in a major right. way. Totally. It's two years in a row, John. Two years in a row, because yeah. they don't have Cohen. I told you four yeah. months ago they probably weren't going to have him and doesn't yeah. look like it. Well, it, hopefully they get him back at some point before the end of the season. They need any explosive. That's why they sign uh, the kid, uh, Demir Bird, who hadn't worked out yet. It had, he hadn't done anything. And by and the way, Marquise Goodwin. Marquise I would, Goodwin. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I, I think was the he captain the ball. Oh, is he getting open? No, no. Not getting it. I think the offense has juice. I think that they're playing with a rookie quarterback who's very up and down. Yeah. Um, and therefore the juice isn't showing up. But I think if you if you were to put a 10-year veteran quarterback there who, who knows how to play snap after snap after snap, we wouldn't be saying this. Mm. To, 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 close the, to, to close the running back convo, I, I, I didn't I, – that was a too strong. What I meant was, for me, I, the appeal to Dave Montgomery was always the volume and the huge role, and uh, I, I think that's going to be dissipating. And, and now you're left I, with I a guy – I don't agree. Okay, they, yeah. 
to help there to help fields out the, you know they're, they're going to run the ball a lot I, I just have this feeling because he he uh montgomery looked really good before he got he hurt. did no he he definitely did probably greg, the best he looked that i agree with that but uh, uh greg you know you, you've mentioned this forever obviously that they have to start with the running game have to or else yes. they literally yes. have no offense yes I, right no no disagreement there so give us the cliff notes on what you saw from fields, because I got to be honest, I, I'm not going back. I'm not watching that. I mean, it's, it's too bad, but, but watching it live, it just felt <laughs> so futile, but your, your, you know, takeaways don't seem to be that bad on, on the offense. No, you know, I guess that's because, and I'm going to say this, honestly, I, I have a realistic assessment of rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, I don't know what people expect, you know, every once in a while, one plays well, and one pl plays well because of what he's being asked to do and not very like Mac Jones is playing well. He's yeah. not being asked to do very much. Now what he's right. asked to do, he's doing really well. Um, that fields is, is a different kind of player. So, you know, for instance, fields threw an interception this week when he left the pocket. Okay. And it's easy to say when he throws that interception, Oh, you can't do that. But if you believe one of the traits that will make him special in time is his second reaction movement ability, then you can't say when he moves and makes a bad play that he can't do that. Then you got to live with the growing pains. So what? it's just yeah. going to take time for Justin Fields. Now, when I say it's going to take time, who knows? Look, we, when quarterbacks get drafted and, and a bunch get drafted in the first round, history tells us not everyone becomes a star. So I don't know what Justin Fields is going to be a year from now. I can't answer that, but I'm not surprised that he's playing erratically. I mean, we, we make that Dak Prescott comp. <clears throat> I actually, my comp that popped into my head was Dak. I said, I said, feels a more athletic Dak Prescott. We're looking to, to see if he can improve like Dak because Dak clearly has. I mean, he sees things quicker. It seems like he processes a little quicker. He's a little less robotic. Dak was so, really good. Very, very soon, John, if you remember. Yeah. And he was in a totally and in a little bit different situation. Yeah, that's true too. It was a much better situation. Honestly, at the end of the day, the field stuff, a lot of it comes down to he's not supporting a single good fantasy option in the passing game. That that's really what yeah. it is. And, I mean, this past week, 10 different receivers, none of them went over 43 yards, but it's not completely hopeless. Now, one regret I have last week, because I thought, ah, oh, you know, it's a bad matchup, and you know, maybe you get some garbage time production, which he'd kind of didn't even get but i think todd bowles too like you know a guy like that a veteran guy who throws a bunch of stuff at our young they made, it, they made it really hard for him yeah I, adam i don't know if d'amico ryan's for the niners is ready to well, he's show pretty, he's pretty sharp now they've got uh kinlaw's out they've got some issues at corner i mean is there hope john i know what you're getting is there hope sure there's hope but i've told you this for years man it's unfortunately usually right when guys are struggling like this they could play a high school team. It's just yeah. mm -hmm. they don't see it well. I've talked to enough quarterback coaches over the years, too much, to be honest with you, where they explain what happens. You try to make it as easy as you can to give them throws they could hit. And Greg brought up, you know, when Greg told us about the um, the Cleveland game, they said the, the, the throws were so easy for him, and they still couldn't hit it. And that's right. you know, that's yeah. what you deal with now. He's just I, – I do believe this, though. I do believe eventually he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he's he going is. through growing pains. These are just these things happen, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, not for didn't. fantasy, but it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, you, you're thinking fantasy, John, more than 
Fields' development. You want him to be a fantasy player, and you love the fact that he does run, but that's not going to make him a great quarterback. Well, plus, though, right. but, but Greg, too, yes, but he also wants the receivers to get the ball. Yeah. Right. Like our guy Mooney, who's phenomenally talented, and unfortunately he's being hurt by all this. Can't play the Lions every week. Uh, Mooney went for 125. Right. Five for 125. The yeah. Lions. Yeah. Even, hey, Robinson got 63. Ooh, whoa. You know, uh, hopefully that bodes well for the Eagles this week. And then uh, on the other side of the equation here for uh, San Fran, and, you know, I think the fantasy people like Debo Samuel probably – probably better off with Jimmy Garoppolo, but Greg, it does, it does seem like uh, a matter of time until we, we are in fact looking at Trey Lance. We don't know what the coaches are thinking and all that. I mean, it's a tough call, but Jimmy G at the end of the day this year, I don't believe and tell me if you disagree that he's played well enough to truly keep the rookie convo in terms of him getting an opportunity to keep him at bay. Cause it, I, I felt like he had to play sharper than he is. And he also has been banged up. What if the rookie can't at this point play better? Then who do you play? Then you just go back to Jimmy. But I think oh, you could do more. The yeah, and they're not. And they're that's not. The not. Jimmy, that's the reason Jimmy G is playing. Yeah. We're not talking about a video game, John. J yeah. Is Trey Lance, can he quote unquote do more in an abstract conversation? Yeah. But they obviously feel that in the context of running an offense, snap after snap, and executing the offense, that Jimmy G can do it there's no illusions about jimmy g john everybody knows what he is he's not a high level talent and a top five quarterback we know that but there kyle shanahan's working 18 hours a day to put together a game plan he believes it will be better executed by jimmy garoppolo it, it's it's just out of that it's really because of lance he's not ready they, yeah. they know this yeah they yeah. know this yeah. it's just oh i know look and i said that all summer I, everyone was saying oh lance 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 and i was like whoa 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 but I, I mean i know greg was right when he told us that he played actually if you looked at all the quarterbacks a very forward thinking you know he played it in, in a pro style offense but i could tell you talking to a lot of personnel guys who graded his tape and they thought because he did not start a lot um what did he play one game last year he played one so he really right. hadn't played since 2020 john. exactly 2019 excuse me. right john and that's why he, i remember bill pauline telling me this this is what he he always looked at it he would always say there's a certain amount of starts you need to have as a starting as a quarterback in college for me to draft you for high if you only started one year the, the history shows the chances of you being a, a now i know joe burrow is bucking that trend but his, history shows you that more often than not, these guys don't make it or they don't do well at the next level. So Lance, you got to be patient with Lance. And, and, and the 49ers have to. They Forget about the record. They just have to take it and look and say, okay, he's not ready. We're not going to force it. Well, sure. Um, but they may get to a point in the near future where they're willing to take their lumps because well, – when they're two and seven, yeah. Evaluation yeah, then it's, mode, then then it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, sure. yeah, exactly. But they're two and four. Jimmy G's already been hurt, and he's not playing well. So – those are three negatives against yeah, Jimmy G. Sucks. Either here or there. Yeah. Um, Greg, do you have any insight and thought on, um, you know, Johnson traveling? He seems like he's a traveler now for, for the Bears. and <laughs> He didn't seems... travel as much this week as he did against Adam, uh, Adam the week before. I do wonder, though, like Debo's the only game in town here at wide receiver. He, he could well travel this week. That would make sense. Don't forget yeah. the Bucks bring a lot more to the table. Uh, than just Mike Evans. So he did match up to Evans at times and he got yeah. beat by him a couple of times and people remember that. So if mm. you didn't watch the game on tape, you might think he matched up to Evans all game, but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, 
the 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 running back here, Mitchell, uh, really went ran well last week. So he's he's yeah. They, I I just talked to some of the numbers. They really think he's. I mean, he's not as fast as Mostert, but a similar back. They like him in that role. They like him the. They they want to work another back in, and unfortunately, John's going to be hasty for now. They're they're down on yeah, sermon. He's the passing but, down guy, right? They really do want a physical back in back of a Mitchell as a one-two punch. And then when Jeff Wilson ever comes back, I'm sure he'll be worked in. They may get Kittle back next week too. By the way, yeah, with the calf, yes. Well, that's Steelers- why they put him on IR because they just want him to get over the injury. Yeah, Steelers Browns. Does Adam feel like Baker is kind of rushing? To get back on, I would field. be very. I mean, I never say never. I'd be surprised if he played because he's he's getting some work in. But they either he gets all the reps or he doesn't. It's just they want to. He's he's trying to cut it loose a little bit. But um, I would be surprised if he starts because they. This is a big game. They need to have their their. Uh, they need to have a guy who could actually. Because think about it this way: if he gets hit again, and might that might be it. He you know he's going to need surgery on that that labor most likely, and he's got two issues actually with that shoulder. I mean, it feels like Nick Chubb uh, will In be close. He's, I wouldn't give him the thumbs up yet. They got to see how he re- reacts to today's practice, but he's he's close with his cash strain. Greg, uh, what 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 have you seen out of the Steeler D this year? Anything of note here? I mean, they're they're still good. I just don't know if I think they've dropped off from where they were a year or two ago. I wouldn't call them dominant, but I think they're solid. They they miss certain guys that make them dominant. Uh, Stefan Tuitt is a big loss. Yep. Even yep. Alu Alu is a loss. So they're missing some players that, uh, you know, give them quality play and depth. Um, it's a defense that, that plays a lot of dime now. Um, now they're playing a team that lines up with multiple tight ends. So they'll be in base an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of the reasons the Browns would do that actually, by the way, and probably is right. Um, all about the run too. Well, it will be all about the run and depending, you know, even if Chubb goes and Adam, could he go this week? He has yeah. a chance. He's doing fairly well, but they're not going to know until how he reacts after all these. Practices. Yeah, And even if he does go, Dearness Johnson's still getting meaningful carries. Yeah. Well, we talked about that last week. You yeah. said, yeah, they're not going to change. He's anything. a fun back, man. I, I, yeah. I'm, I was pretty damn impressed. Remember John, I said, I don't think, I don't know if he took a negative run all night. Yeah. Good vision. Really good. As yeah. you mentioned there. Uh, pretty good uh, natural play strength uh, as well uh, for the Steelers. I mean, I don't really have much. I mean, Ebron added after today's practice, he hurt his hamstring. So I, I, not that it matters much, but I think, you know what you might see going forward? Friar, Friermuth or Friermuth, however the hell you say it. He might Friar. just take the position over completely. I've and, been there uh, for about two weeks. I've been saying, yeah, that. I could see that. And McFarland's going to play this week. Uh, he yeah. came off IR and he, he's going to play as a changeup. That OC loves it. When I talked to Matt Cannon in training camp, because he coached them, I guess, one year at, at Maryland. Maryland, yeah. He really likes him. Let's, well, let's, let's see if they that. can actually utilize him, though. I yeah, mean, I get it. Just, I know. Last year, it was for like yep. Yep. grab bag. And yep. uh, they're coming off the bye. Um, we're going to be, uh, obviously, um, Claypool. And uh, actually, uh, James Washington, I don't think, is the three, actually. It's Ray Ray McLeod. Um, it depends on how they do it. Well, no, Washington was hurt, by the way. He had a, he had a groin injury. He's, he's off the injury report now, but he was actually hurt for a week. So that might have had something to do with it. Uh, Brown D, Greg, uh, price check on the Brown D. I mean, they're, they're a little bit of a mixed bag in that they're kind of dominant, but they're starting to get beat up a little bit and they're starting to give up some numbers. Any thoughts on what you've seen out of them the last two, three games? Um, 
you know, obviously they've got a really good front. Um, they've got some injuries on the back end. Uh, at corner, they haven't been able to play everybody the way they want to. Uh, I'll be interested to see Pittsburgh's approach. I, to me, Pittsburgh needs to stay with the ground game as the foundation and work off of that. Um, the last thing you want in this game is to drop back Ben an awful lot. I don't think they can protect against this front. So yeah, that's a great point. I, I would look at this as a pretty low scoring game, John. Yeah. He's Ben's averaging 41 attempts his last four that, that, that can't continue. Which is surprising because now they have a running back. They could rely on. You wouldn't, it just, uh, I'll be interested to see. Oh, there we had that. We did have the one low attempt game though. Yeah. Two uh, weeks ago. Yeah. He only had 27. Attempts. Which yeah. is remember John, we were saying this might be the blueprint. Maybe. Oh then yeah. They go back to throwing a lot. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, but Greg was talking about that. Like the balance really stood out. Uh, right. Like, right. Whoa. Whoa. And like, where, Here where we is go. this offense? And they threw it out the door. Yeah. Eagles lions. I, I don't even know how much analysis we need to really put up there and put out well, there. On, on I, I, I would say this, there's an opportunity for both offenses that's yeah. why the overrunner is way higher than I expected. 49 and a half. I usually don't look at that stuff. And I was like, I know why, because both defenses, they, I know that I know the lions are very aggressive. I get it, but the Eagles are giving up so much production, John, they give up so much room. I know Hawkinson's deal with two injuries. I think he could have a good game. Swift I wonder if they put field. slay on Hawkinson and the Eagles are juggling their linebackers. They're still trying to, they don't know what they're doing at linebacker as I understand it. So, um, I love Swift in this game. I, he would be my number one ranked or number two ranked running back this week. Mm. Um, are the Eagles doing anything differently with, with Slay uh, this week? Any thoughts on whether Slay? I mean, Hawkinson is their best weapon in the passing game. He's not going to match up to, to Hawkinson. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, Hawkinson's out there in the slot. Uh, you know, yeah, so I, wonder how they, I wonder how they'll cover him, though. That's a good question, though, John. I wonder what they would do to try to slow him down. The Eagles, um, they're going to play zone. No, I know that, but what I'm saying is, do they move their safeties up? You know, do they what? Because last week it was embarrassing. I love Foster Moreau; it's a great story, but he he had his way. We knew Waller would have killed him if he played. So I'm just saying, I'm just asking, what could they do to change it up this week? Because everyone's doing well against their defense, you know. So what would they do? We know well, they play zone, but you, I, I, I would say up. this: Foster Moreau didn't have his way. He caught six balls. The 18-yard touchdown was one of the few snaps in the game that they played man. And actually, Epps played him really, really well. It was, it was yeah, was, was, was it Max or Epps? Yeah, whoever it was. It was, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a great, it was play. a great catch. It, it was a great catch because it was yeah. not a good throw. Yeah. But they're going to play predominantly zone coverage. Oh, they always play zone. I'm just yeah. wondering if they're going to – what can they do? I know the Lions don't have a very good offense, but I'm just wondering what they would do to change up to, to start playing a little bit better defense because it's just not working. But we'll see. Well, when they are in zone, I mean, the matchup here, how much of a problem might Hawkinson pose for, you know, the linebackers? I know McLeod does some tight end work as well. He's probably pretty good. But how much of a threat do you think uh, Hawkinson poses based on what you've seen out of this Eagle day? I think Hawkinson will get targets for sure. Absolutely for sure. The Eagles defense is not very good in the middle of the field. That's right. what I was talking about. They give right. too yeah. much room, John. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Too much about. room, yeah. When Moreau caught all six of his targets, and now they were spreading around a lot. You know, Renfro was active. Edwards had the touchdown. Zay Jones had the, the big catch downfield. Yeah. I just – I'm amazed at how bad the Eagles' defense is. I, I know get, John McGann is a very smart guy, and it's just not working right now. And I'm sure he doesn't have the players he'd like to have. 
this is not the most talented defense, but man, it's, it's like a free pass, John, for these quarterbacks. Now Goff's a little bit limited. So is their, their talent level at wide receiver, but Hey, Vegas Lions, will be a high scoring game. Lions given up the second most yards to outside receivers, the highest out wide a dot average depth of target. They're getting burned hmm. downfield. Greg, I mean, this is it. Like we, well, we got to make, they got major issues in the secondary because the injuries are ridiculous. They're down yeah. three of them, I think. And this week they lost their slot corner, who was an undrafted free agent to begin with. Eagles got to make some explosive plays here, Greg. I mean, or else it's panic time. Uh, yeah, I would say that if the Eagles can't do anything offensively this week, it's uh, <laughs> it's not going to go well in the city of brotherly love. No. And and this kid Jerry Jacobs that they're playing just went on the injury report. Uh, you know, they only they only have four corners. And two of them are undrafted free agents. I know Greg's talking about, were you talking about A.J. Parker, you were saying? The kid who yeah, got, and he, got hurt. and he's not going to play this week anyway. Right. So, and Jerry Jacobs, who played, it was the third corner last week, just got added today. As oh, he, was the, he was their starting outside corner. Well, he's got an illness, so they, they right. only have four corners. They're in major trouble. Uh, Adam, very quickly, the yeah. Eagle backfield now. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Gainwell, and of course, uh, will, will Jordan Howard be active yes. in Boston? He Scott? should be on Saturday. They have till 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. You can't dress two running backs, so he'll address. He didn't play it all season, and we'll have to see what kind of shape he's in. He was in pretty good physical shape in training camp. Who is this? Uh, Jordan Howard. Oh. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. So, yeah, I'm not interested in Jordan Howard. Yeah, I know. I hear you, but he's going to, he needs to dress as a third back. Uh, well, they, so, actually put, they actually put Hertz under center on their first series last I week. I saw that and, and a little bit on the second. Then they jumped. Yeah, and, and, and they handed the ball off and they had a real run game. I loved it. I know. And why did the hell? Yeah. What? No, it's funny. I was, tell, I was talking to Jeff Mosher about this. We, we, we could not understand. The game was not out of hand. What is wrong with keeping Hertz under center for, for like, half or three quarters of the game is there i just don't understand it like they they clearly think he can only function at a good enough level playing out of shotgun i don't know your point is they're putting him in the best position to succeed because that's what jalen hunts is most comfortable in correct they're trying to play to hurts this is what he's comfortable doing i get it this is what he's done his whole life I get it, but I love that first series. I would, we, J- Greg, you and I have been calling for it all season. Oh, no Put question. Under center. No question. And they did. It was beautiful. F- uh, eight, eight plays, five runs, three passes, beautiful execution. Then they punted on it all. Was that oh, well. after Miles Sanders got hurt? Yes. No. Well, yes. Miles Sanders series, got right? hurt on the second, yep. on the last play of the second possession. Right. And then after that, that was it. Did that coincide to when they stopped going under center? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe that was part of it. But Adam, uh, does Boston Scott, the presence of Boston Scott, like if you need him and you're desperate, yeah, you know, ten, maybe you can get to 10 early. points, but yeah, but you're going Kenny Gainwell. Well, Gainwell, here, right? I want because of the upside and the catches. He, he, you saw the catch, uh, that little angle route, whatever the hell you call it. Um, what do you think it touches here? I've got him with nine, it's a guess. I've got him with nine carries and 2.5 catches. Who for, for Gainwell? Gainwell, yeah. I give him 12 to 14 touches in this game because the, the, and I, you know, based on the way the Eagles play defense, I shouldn't say this, but I don't think they're getting blown out in this game. I know the Lions are super competitive despite the record. I would give Boston Scott 10 touches and, and um, Gainwell probably, I, I say 12 to 14 for Gainwell, uh, 8 to 10 for Scott. I just think because Gainwell, I think Gainwell will catch more passes. And I look at Jordan Howard here only, for, to me, they only seem to want to use two backs anyway. You know, all season they've been only using two. Boston Scott would play. So I would say Gainwell and Scott will dominate it. And that's it. 24 touches or so between the two of them. As long as the game's not out of hand, it shouldn't be. 
in terms of Gainwell or Scott, Greg, I mean, primary runner, do you have any lean toward what which way they'd go or maybe split it up completely? Oh, I would lean toward Gainwell, but he's not going to get 25 carries. Right, right. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, Rams, Texans. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on the Texans, although, Adam, they traded away uh, yep. Mark Ingram and now Johnson. David Johnson's back yeah. in business. Yeah, David Johnson will be first and um... – Rex Burkett has been hurt the entire season. He'll dress as the third, you know, they'll, they'll use him as a change up and all that. And Lindsay's got his little role, which will grow a little bit because they don't have anyone else. And what about Tyrod? Uh, yeah. Tyrod, they won't commit to say he, he hasn't been, he has not been activated off IR yet, but he should be starting this week. Great matchup for the Rams. Uh, don't think we need to spend a ton of time, time on it. Uh, they should, uh, fully exploit, uh, this defense and run the ball, uh, and uh, pick their spots and throw it all over the yard. Uh, Titans and the Colts. This is, uh, I mean, I'm, I think I'm most interested. I think I, I love this, this might be my favorite game of the week. I love honestly. this game. Yep. Um, but Greg, you're seeing the tape on, on Carson Wentz. It's, uh, boy, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy that we're talking about Carson Wentz playing poised and not, you know, frenetic and throwing the ball accuracy. And then meantime, we're like, you know, there's another guy out there who's really just, you know, perceiving pressure and, you know, breaking down on his own. His name is Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like is Carson right, Wentz right, right. playing better than Patrick Mahomes Funny. this year? Um, well, Wentz is playing well. Um, and it's obvious. I mean, they, they've helped him a lot in what they do offensively. They've helped him get in rhythm, stay in rhythm. But you see, he had a play this week that was a real, it was actually a really important play in the game, but it's not a play people would remember. It was a 14-yard completion to Pittman on third and three in the fourth quarter. It was actually an important play because it moved the chains when they were only up by five. That is very representative of where Wentz is now and how he's played this year uh, because he does not break down in the pocket. He does not get stuck in the pocket. Um, he's not really reckless. He had the one interception this week. And of course, for people who don't like Wentz, they'll use that to say, look, but he has not done that this year. Um, he doesn't get sacked this year. I think he's been sacked 12 times this year in six games, um, seven good. games, right? They haven't had a bye yet. They're, no, they're and that's no. without, that's yeah. without Brain Smith since we, Brain Smith should, by the way, he should play this week. He hasn't played yeah. since week one. And Quentin Nelson just yep. came back. So, yep. Yep. yeah, so no, he's, he's played very, very well. Nice How freaking great was Jonathan Taylor last week, Greg? Mm. Those jump cuts in the hole there. I know. No, he's good. He's a really good back. A really good back. And right. when he came out, I, you know, and I know he's a second round pick, but and I'm sure you remember John. But I said in that class, he was the best runner in that class. I mean, I've said he's one of my favorite players in the entire league, uh, dating back to last year. I'm I absolutely love the guy. I mean, uh, back at practice today, Adam. You know. He's never missed a practice in his life since high school. How about Who? that? Who's that? Jonathan Taylor. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Don't jinx him, man. Why do you have to say I that? know. I keep I keep wanting to say this. To, no, you to jinx the world. MJD. You say MJD is never he's never gonna you know break down or anything. And he started breaking down. So uh, I know. I, I you know what? I actually did it to Andrew Locke too, by the way. But uh, uh that's neither here nor there. It was all me, but uh yeah, right. very impressive. Right. Right. Um, how about Mo Alley Cox? You know, at the very least, Greg, guy doesn't get a lot of target. It's kind of like, uh, kind of reminds me of like Delaney Walker back in the day. Doesn't get a yeah. lot of targets, but when he does, man, it's all about the big play. Yeah, and last week was a tough game to judge by. 
given the weather. Wentz only threw 26 balls. My guess is he'll throw more in the 35 range this week. So there'll be more targets. Um, so we'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton, I'm sure, will still be out. So he might play. He actually, actually no, oh, really? He might return. Yeah, he might. He might. Okay. He might. Yeah. It's, it's got a chance. Um, we talked about it last week, like this resur- this surging Titan front and all that. And I said, well, we love Mahomes. Of course, he crapped the bed. But I said, if he does disappoint us, it would probably be because of that. And I feel like that's the case. Yet this improved, uh, not improved, but healthier Colts offensive line you know, if they can protect Greg, this is a good matchup, I think, for Carson Wentz throwing the ball. Yes, the key is protection. That, that uh, Titans front four has really come on this year, and they've been generating pressure with four. That's been their template. The last two weeks against Chiefs and Bills, they've essentially rushed four, mm-hmm. and, and they've been able to generate some pressure, not as much versus Josh Allen, because they really didn't stop Josh Allen, but they were able to get pressure on Mahomes. But Mahomes is also feeling pressure on his own. Mahomes is at the point where he's anticipating and perceiving it. So you have to mm-hmm. take that into account. But they, they are getting far more pressure than they did a year ago. Yeah. And then what are you seeing from the Colts, D? They've had problems, but pass rush has been sketchy. The back yeah. end has been – this defense has really fallen off. I have know they had some injuries, but what are you seeing from Indy? Yeah, they've fallen off a bit. Um they haven't had the same pass rush we're used to seeing. They play a lot more man coverage than you would think. Uh, I know a lot of people over the last couple of years with Matt Eberflus just assume that they play a ton of zone, split safety. They've really morphed into playing a lot more man. They play a lot of cover one on third down, um, but they're down people. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what their approach is in this game because everything changes when you play the Titans and Derrick Henry. Uh, Adam Xavier Rhodes, is he going to play? Because he was out of injury. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know yet. Um, they, they're going to get Rocky Yassin back. They think they're getting him back this week. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what uh, with Rhodes with the calf injury. That's not good, man. He's had a he's he's had a pretty. That's the reason why he's not back in Minnesota is because of his injury history. You know, so, Greg. It, it it seems to me that despite you know, it feels like Ryan Tannehill still playing well, but it's not nearly as clean and explosive and efficient as it's been the last two, the previous two years. No, but I think they're moving in that direction. The last two weeks, the second half against Buffalo and last week, the play action passing game was extremely effective. So they're hoping they're moving in that direction because they were a very good play action team. That's one reason why they scored over 30 points a game a year ago. It can't all be Derrick Henry. That's not enough. Looking like this points are going to be scored in this one. I, I like uh, over 50 points for this one. Um, I, I think that's uh, fair. Bengals, Jets. We don't need to talk about Mike Bengals White. Davis. Ben- Mike White, I'm just telling you, John, I was, I was shocked at how much he struggled in training camp when I was there for two days. He's not a very good quarterback. They, well, you probably never heard of him until. I know. I know him. I saw oh, him at yeah. one of the all-star games. I, I, I mean, and then I was talking to the reporters there and they were shocked as well that he actually was on the roster as a two. Um, they brought Joe Flacco in for a visit before he signed with the Eagles and they didn't offer him a contract. Now he's back. And Flacco's like, yeah, I, I know about the trade, but yeah, I'm not showing up till Thursday. So guys, you know, who Mike, White's t- you know who Mike White's tight end was in college, John? Ooh. Uh, 
Uh, where, where oh, did y'all... Higby. No, wait. Western Kentucky, right? Oh, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. Yeah. Wow. Did they play together? Okay, he was there that long ago. Yeah, All they right. played together, yeah. Damn. Nice. There Damn. you go. Good trivia question. Well, uh, Jets D obviously is – I mean, they're not a joke, but uh, Burrow is crushing everybody at this point. And how about Joe Mixon last week, Greg, running hard, looking good? Yeah, he, I thought he looked really good last week. Yeah. And uh, at this point, Greg, can we can we say that Tyler Boyd is kind of a tertiary type of weapon for the Bengals right now? Yeah, he's part of it. I mean, he's not going to catch 90 balls or anything. Yeah, he's part of it. I thought he was going to be right there with uh, Higgins and Chase with like 100 targets, basically. I thought, you know, Chase getting 120, you know, Higgins get like 110 and like, Boyd gets like a hundred and I, I don't think well, John, but again, we, their defense is, yeah, they don't have to have that super high pass rate because of their defense. Their defense That's is what's, um, really better. What's Boyd on target for targets wise, John, for the season. What's that? What's a uh, Boyd on, on pace for, for the season in terms of targets. Uh, I'm going to guess, well, you think he missed a game. I'm going to guess uh, 80. All right. Um, uh, hard to have three. It. It's hard to have three guys with over 100 targets. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, looks like he's, yeah, 80, 85, yeah. So, you know, something like that, 90. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Uh, I thought we would get it because of the defense. Defense is, uh, we're used to it being uh, not very good. Then they're a lot better. That absolutely helps. Uh, and though though they are they are seemingly becoming a little bit more aggressive. Is that fair, Greg, throwing it as, as Burrow gets healthier and healthier? more aggressive more pass pass oriented i guess um i mean they were behind a lot last year so they threw it i i you know i i think it's the nature of their pass game there's a there's a very strong ball control element to their pass game you know don't forget people just see a box score sometimes and they think if it's a long pass play in terms of yards that means they're throwing it down the field it's not necessarily the case. I mean, you know, the 82 yard yeah. touchdown by chase was a slant, a quick slant. You're he right. Should have been, he should have been tackled for a 15. Oh, that was game. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right though. Ball control passing games, a very good way to describe yeah. that. Uh, Burrow completing, uh, you know, he's damn near 70 yards. And, and they, John, they're super deep in pass target group. They're, they're one of the deepest and available pass target guys to throw the ball to with. Yeah. And with Uzama now being, being a, uh, a factor, somewhat of a factor lately. Yeah. Between Boyd, Chase, Higgins, his numbers are down. Um, I know he had a shoulder injury earlier. On Tate, we've always liked. They're they're deep, man. They got a lot of guys to throw the ball to. Burrow's numbers are really good, other than the eight picks. Uh 69% completion rate paired with a 9.2 YPA is pretty damn good with an eight percent touchdown rate. Real good. Gets multiple touchdowns every single week. Uh looking good, obviously, in this yeah, he's matchup. Had he's had multiple touchdown throws in every game. Only quarterback in the league to do yep. that. Yep. Impressive. Yep. That's impressive. Uh, Patriots, Chargers, Greg. Uh, this <laughs> Ooh, Charger run defense bad is not news. good. Eckler um, got added. Got added to the injury report with a hip injury. He didn't work today. Uh oh. Well, Keep that's it. not great considering no. they're coming off a bye. Yeah. But uh, I guess Greg, the whole I feel thing like with Ramondre Stevenson as receiver kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. But well, that. I mean that's that's a week to week proposition. You know, yeah, like of course it is. They, everything is with with Belichick for the most part but if he's active in a game I feel like he's he he's 
probably got that role because he had it the week before. I could be wrong. Um, but well, Bolden clearly had the role this week. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he's pretty good. Bolden always, John Bolden always plays because of specials. So you, you just never know for sure. But well, Stevenson definitely took a big step the week before. I'm like, all right, here we he, go. Then was was there the some kind of was there a fumble or anything? Was there anything out there that why? Yeah, there was just just a missed block or two. Just, okay. All right. Okay. I mean, they're being a little tough there you on go. Them, there you go. from what I know, but that's the point. But but JJ Taylor had some mistakes too. So um, but Damian Harris, I feel like maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like the last two or three weeks is the best he's ever run, Greg. I know you've always liked him. I, I oh yeah, I like Damian Harris. He's just got to stay healthy. He gets nicked up a lot. Yeah, no question. Um, and then Mac Jones is the same damn thing every single week. Every single uh, week. Real good. Although this is a pretty this Charger secondary, Greg, is kind of their strength in their past defense. And uh, how much of a challenge is that for uh, Mac Jones with limited weaponry? Well, they do a really good job with their concepts. And he's so decisive that he just gets the ball out. They're not yeah. concerned at this point in his development with chucking it down the field, with vertical right. throws. They want him to get it out. He sees it. He gets it out. They love what the fact that he does that they feel they have a lot to work with as he yeah. matures and develops but this is the way they're playing with him now because this is what he is now um they're hopeful his arm will get stronger brady's arm got stronger as he progressed through the early part of his career but they know what he is now they know how to maximize what he is and that's what they're doing now this point here is, is fantasy oriented but he took off and ran last week greg a little i his foot speed, his foot speed's not that bad. No, but yeah, I mean, he's that's not going to be what what makes him a really good quarterback. But yeah, he, I saw that too. I because I watched his tape. Yeah, I mean, look, anytime you can escape the rush and extend a play and and lift the for another down with with by running, yeah, well, that's not bad. Um, he's not a dead duck back there. He, he moves somewhat uh, somewhat well. Adam, what about uh? Uh, Mike, well, I guess Mike Williams is good to he's go, fine. right? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he, he said that he said the um, buy helped him. He's ready to go. Yeah. How about Janu over here on the other side again? Uh, he's limited. He's boy, has he been a disappointment? I, I'm a, I'm very surprised that he's not. Uh, yeah. Better. I don't quite understand it because I, I know so many teams are in on him. It, it's only what is it? They, they, they haven't had a buyer yet, right? I mean, he's Greg, would, is it fair to say that Janu is is a tough player to maximize. Like he's kind of unique, right? I mean, he kind of lines up in so many different spots. I mean, is that fair to say John Smith is a, a tough player to kind of draw a place for and like maximize because they can do so many different things. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are players to move around a lot and that you can, they get a lot of targets. I mean, that's not the reason that he's not been a highly targeted player. You know, it's hard to know what the reason is because we all see the, the talent. So it's hard to know why. Um, but obviously he's, you know, I think when, when they made those deals for Henry and Smith, I think the feeling was because their wide receiver core wasn't great that you'd end up seeing each guy with a hundred plus targets. And that's certainly not what's happening with Smith. Yeah. I mean, Henry's been used it more traditionally where I see Johnny lining up at eight. Johnny, they moved him all around. They did some really good things with Johnny this week. Um, it didn't play out necessarily in terms of targets, but they did some really interesting things with him formationally to try to get him the ball. So we'll see if that continues. 
I got to think, was, John, he's got to get yeah. the ball more because the, A, the contract is massive. B, he's a three-down tight end. That's the way teams saw him. He's pretty gifted. Greg has outlined a lot of things that he's able to do. He's, he's super explosive with the ball in his hands. I'm just a little surprised that we haven't seen more out of him. Well, that's kind of my point because at the end of the day, Hunter Henry is a more traditional tight end, and he's got a traditional tight end role, and therefore he's been more consistent for fantasy. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's not being – because the one thing I will say is this. Because he is so versatile, you, you don't just line him up in one place and say you just have to learn this one position, and right. then this is what you're doing. But that, that right. in and of itself does not automatically mean targets get limited, John. Yeah, it's not an excuse, but yeah. it could be one of the reasons that he's underwhelmed. Um, but Kevin King's out for the Packers, by the way. Oh, Kevin King is? Yep, yep. And um, and uh, D Hop is active. Well, that's a big loss for for the Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, they're now they're down. Basically, they're down their top two corners from the start of the season. Um, all right, uh, Jaguars, Seahawks, uh, Greg, I I think we you called this about two weeks ago, like Seattle changing things up, and it seems like they have, and they've been a little bit more effective. I actually think this might be a little bit of a tough go for Trevor Lawrence in Seattle. Could be. Of course, you know, we'll see. I'm very curious to see the Seahawks offense because mm. they couldn't run it particularly well against um, uh, New Orleans, which, of course, is a far better defense than uh, Jacksonville. Uh, and, you know, Geno Smith is not very good. So we're going to see what that offense looks like. That was painful, yeah. John. I got to tell you, that was painful watching Geno Smith. They had a real chance to win the game. Their defense really brought it. And I know there were some missed opportunities from Jameis to Kevin White, of all people. I mean, there yeah. Was, well, no, actually, guys dropped balls. Yeah, James, no, that's what I mean. No, yeah, he dropped James the ball. Jameis made some throws. Yeah, made a James. great throw down. That, that yeah. sideline throw was yeah. great. He just dropped yeah. it. But that was a missed opportunity. But my, but Gino is so bad. Oh, it's a shame, man. Their defense brought it. I was uh, Their defense still played well. Um, well, it's kind of like Jalen Hurts this week. If Gino can't do it this week, then just – find somebody well, he, else but he, you say that John, he's a very limited thrower very limited and he he he's not good at, at um processing you could just no, tell God, no very no. indecisive well it's funny you say that because here's what i said I, I watched that tape i said smith is a nine-year veteran who still struggles to eliminate and isolate effectively within the timing and structure of the pass game concept he still struggles to get a clear picture and deliver on time to the right receiver with two results. He either gets stuck in the pocket or he breaks down and plays frenetically. Oh, it's and amazing he he's still in the league. Yeah. That's why he's a nine-year veteran who's not a starter. That's why most people forgot he was in the NFL for about four years. Right, uh, right, right. But uh, this this matchup is as good as it gets, I think, in, against Jacksonville. Like, they're they're not very good on the back end. Let's go to the football team in Denver. Um, I saw Ben Standick tweet today that uh, Antonio Gibson looks spry. Uh, that's good. I'll well, say John, this. he worked. He, this is what this is what I love about this guy. He worked on Wednesday with a with a shin fracture. That's that tells you something about his character. He's mm-hmm. told him he's not. He he he's going to play the whole season out with this. That's great. What have you seen out of the Denver D, Greg? I mean, I guess they're missing key guys but they they have been uh they've been underwhelming here on defense for about a month yeah uh, i haven't seen a ton of them so you know i haven't evaluated them but don't forget they lost their two starting linebackers uh, uh, inside backers so they're playing with backups um but 
you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, yeah. I really don't. So I'm not going to make something up because I just don't yeah, know. No, that's fine. Um, they, they are giving up numbers, uh, getting run on too, which is uh, somewhat promising for Gibson, Adam. I think that mm -hmm. uh, at the very least, Gibson yeah. should get some. They're actually some down four inside linebackers. It's incredible. That's why they made that trade for, for Kenny Young, I think it was, for the Rams. Yeah. Um, they literally didn't have, I mean, they also crazy. traded for Weatherly earlier in the week. Yeah. So they yeah. just didn't have players. They needed players, John. They do. They're, they they're are down. really down. Chubb hasn't really played much. So they're just lacking people. Yeah. People who need people. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, 4.6 yards of carry they're giving up. I'm giving Gibson absolutely giving them a chance. There's an opportunity there. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Heineke said, uh, you know, he kind of lost his way uh, in the two games he struggled and got back to his comfort zone, which presumably is running around all the time. Their receiving core, man. Oh, what can anyone step up opposite McLaurin? Anyone. Well, yeah, it's uh, Dammy Brown's knee is bad. And then uh, what's his name? Can't play the kid uh, Samuel with a groin injury, which he's had since I think June. Oof. Yeah. Well, Teddy B too, going to get Jerry Judy back. And that's yep. uh, that's, good news, man. that's a really good marriage there, Judy and, uh, and Teddy B. So I would imagine uh, Bridgewater will have a, a, you know, a solid showing and the numbers will be decent here in Denver. Although McLaurin's got asthma and he's never played in, mile high so we'll have to keep keep an eye on that i guess and see what that means and see if that's a problem going forward tampa new orleans uh very tough matchup for the bucks greg uh for those wondering about brady and all that obviously you know we're not benching them in our normal leagues but i would lower expectations as i said i don't don't you think this is potentially this but like one of the worst matchups for brady like in the league um it could be i mean look He's only played, well, he's played them, he played them twice last year. Didn't have a great game against either one, in, in either one. Um, look, the Saints are a predominant man cover defense. They play cover one, they play two man. They played the highest percentage of two man of any defense in the NFL. Um, they're going to match Lattimore and Evans. That's always a great matchup. Lattimore tends to get the better of it. Yeah. Um, but they feel they can match up. See, they're one of the defenses that feels they can match up to the other receivers because um, Adebo played the, the majority of snaps this week at the other corner, uh, the other outside corner, but Roby played a lot of snaps too, and he's a really good player. And Gardner Johnson is a really good slot player. So they feel that they can match up and play man, and they play aggressive man, those guys. Exactly. And that's how yeah. I think if you're going to slow down Brady, granted, you may have a bust or two, but this is how you do it. Um, and then get pressure with the four, which I, I think they can do. So no way. Antonio Brown, Adam Gronk, though. Oh, is... by the way, Brown's ankle. The reason why they thought it was just a normal ankle injury when they reexamined it, it's actually more towards his, his heel. It's an odd injury. And that's yeah. why he's not ready. Unfortunately, right. this could linger a while. It, it their initial thought was this isn't going to be bad at all. And then as they learned later in the late last week, it was more of a heel injury. Yep. So it's not good. It's that's yeah, not they good have a buy in week nine. So he's yeah, he's even Bruce Arians is Mr. Optimistic would not commit to that after the buy. He so, wouldn't even commit to him after the buy. No, because it's an odd injury. It, it's um, they got to see how it he gets through it. So Antonio oh. Brown is definitely not going this week. I don't think no. I'd be shocked if he played. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing the matchup show tomorrow, I don't know if you're talking about it, but no, no, we're not. We're not. Okay. Okay. Um, Tyler Johnson, though. Um, yep. They they do have depth. Um, well, it's interesting because they played a ton out of eleven personnel this past week. 
um, and and even without Brown. So I don't know if that was specific to the opponent they played this past week, or if that's just the way they feel that they're at their best, even without Antonio Brown. Yeah, they were down Gronk too. Um, yeah, well, that's yeah, no question. Yeah. But they still have Howard and Bray. Then yeah, those are true. not slouch tight ends. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think Jameis Winston is a slouch quarterback. I'll tell you that um, as we go to to these guys. He made some good. Uh, th- by the way, he made some good throws in that game. Yeah, he's not perfect. Yeah. He, he's he's you know he's not working with the greatest receiver core, and he doesn't have Mike Thomas. That the the he made some good throws in that game, but there were some drops. Yeah, I guess it doesn't help that considering they're so you know lacking with weapons now here's Jameis out trying to do too much you know and that usually doesn't go well uh Kamara uh gonna get the ball in their passing game that was a good sign at least uh oh yeah that was a great sign it really was well and I think Ingram will help because I love Kamara as everybody does I don't know if he's truly built to be an 18 20 carry a week guy no doubt And, and you know because you want to use him so much in the pass game you want to move him around your formations so, you know, I, I think that you're better off with him being a big time receiver, particularly this team right now, um, and, and maybe only have him carry, you know, nine or 10 times, but be a really big time receiver. Yep. Well, that, yeah, no, no disagreement. It'd be interesting to see how much uh, Ingram can give him. I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's toast, but, you know, he, he obviously nearing They're the end. struggling there. with their backup. They've had a bunch of injuries at, at the yeah. two. And his Zigbo, yeah. he, as much as we may like him, he's hurt a lot. Yeah, we need. I need a little Mark Marquez Callaway here. Uh, get some volume here. The the, the passing game for them is yeah, a joke. Yeah, but John, the twenty two and a half to twenty three attempts per game. They they clearly are telling you they don't think they don't trust Jameis. That's yeah, what yeah. I mean, I'll take uh, I'll take uh, six seven target. I take well, six. Which, I would agree though. He's the guy who should be target the most of the receivers until Thomas gets back. Yeah, Dallas and Minnesota. Um, it seems like Dak is on track, Adam. Yes, yes, play. but it does have a calf strain. It's not a bad one. He should play, but you got to make sure you get through uh, tomorrow. Viking D has been really stingy lately, but they did lose uh, Patrick Peterson, Greg. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is he done for the year? One. No, he's got yeah. a hamstring strain. He, he's, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, when when they do throw, I do think Zeke's going to do very well in this game because uh, the numbers oh. – uh, Pierce Looking. Pierce has not practiced since he got hurt four weeks ago. He didn't practice today. And, That's and good news, Dalvin Cook is off the injury report completely. Who has not practiced? Go. Michael Pierce, the nose tackle. Oh, the D yeah. tackle. Yep. And uh That's big. And Cook, Cook is not on the injury report coming out of the bye. That's a good sign. Then of course, Greg, uh the the, the obvious matchup would be Diggs on on Jefferson. Um, do like Thielen in the game for sure because of that. Good nugget there on Dalvin. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a stardom if you got him game. I mean, I would use all, all your guys. I, well, Gallup play, though, because that could be another Um, He's looking good. He's looking good. Gallup's looking good? Yeah, yeah, to be able to play. Oh, yeah. Gallup, oh, okay. yeah. Coming okay, back good. from his injury. Yep. Yeah. Well, I knew it wasn't season ending. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, but that's good. It's It's – he's coming along with his injury and he's got a chance to be activated. Do you know, they run the ball on first down over 60% of their first downs. Wow. 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 Which team is that? The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's Which is for today's NFL is a lot, but yes. 
Yeah. It's an awful it's lot. Kind of still starting with Zeke. Yeah. Kind of still starts with Zeke. Yeah. He's, he's quite he's as much. Very, he's, he's run good. very well this year. Very well. Yeah, very well. Um, and then the Giants and the Chiefs, and it looks like the Giants are going to get at least Sterling Shepard back. Hopefully, they're not giving the thumbs up yet. Hopefully. The other guys, I wouldn't count on it. I feel like Daniel Jones is playing well, Greg, and I, I feel like he could have success in this one. Yeah, um, I think Casey. for the most part, he has played well, to be honest with you. Really well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, think, it's yeah. been unfortunate because this was the year we thought with weapons, but the weapons haven't really been out there, except with the exception of what, maybe one game where they've had, maybe they have didn't even have all the weapons because, you know, we thought Galladay, Tony, right. Shepard. Right, right. 100%. And you know, Andrew Thomas. Yeah. And and they haven't, you know, there's maybe been a half where Galladay and Tony have played together. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly, but it certainly hasn't yeah. been a mm-hmm. meaningful amount of time. Great. Very little, very little. Yeah. It's the same old damn story. But, man, this what what is going on? Give us the latest what you've seen on the Chiefs defense and why they're struggling so. Well, they actually played the run this week really well. So, you know, obviously they played Derrick Henry, and I'm sure most people thought going into that game, Henry would go 30 for 170, but yeah. he had 29 for 86, and they did a really, really good job. So about I don't, on know a... that, I don't know if that means they're turning the corner. You know, their issue's been a lot at corner. They don't really have corners. They like to play cover one. Spags likes to play cover one. They haven't played it real well. Mm, yeah, and that's sometimes, you know, we just we like to play man-to-man. We just don't have the men. Uh, right and again you know well and it's easy to say well don't play man but i mean you know you got to play man somewhere along the line you know and then sometimes plays just happen where guys get beat by not a lot i mean uh this past week aj brown had a 46 yarder on first and 10 he he didn't win by a lot it was a great throw then he scored a touchdown on third and seven where Hughes was kind of there but didn't locate the ball but i mean their issues are at corner people have been hurt um, they're playing Fenton at corner. They're playing Hughes at corner. These are not the players they wanted to be out there when the season started. Yeah, Mike Hughes is not not real good here. Um, and then um, for KC, obviously it's been a struggle. We, we've been talking about it since like week one here. Um, everything that you, you're seeing, and now it's like Greg, uh, uh, the media, the national media is you know a month behind. Now it's like yeah, I know. I, I, look, you guys know me well enough to know. I'm not a self-promoter, okay? I come in, I do my job. When I do shows, I say what I see. I've been saying that since week one because the tape told you that. You know, this is not, you know, I love on Twitter, and Adam, you probably get this too. You, we all do. Yeah. I love when people say, that's an interesting take. I don't do right. takes. I right. do what the film shows. And this is what the film showed. You know, Patrick Mahomes has always been a quarterback that has walked a very fine line between making unbelievable plays outside of structure, which he's done at a very high percentage in his NFL career, but those plays have a random element to them. And in the last number of weeks, really much of this season, a number of those plays have fallen on the other side of the line where it just hasn't worked. And one thing he has started, there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, they're very RPO based. And in the NFL, an RPO is not a run game. And number two, my 
I don't believe that their O-line is built for pass protection. I think it's built more for run blocking. Their tackles are struggling. So Mahomes has started to anticipate pressure and perceive pressure that's not really there. So he often moves before he needs to. And so there's a number of things going on here. And he's a great player. So my guess is it'll eventually work itself out. But this is what the tape shows now. It's not a take. It's not an opinion. It's what the tape shows. Greg, remember you and I were talking this several weeks ago. Um, we were exchanging some just some notes. I know you were you had your tapes then. I said, hey, here's what I someone in pro personnel said when they watched Mahomes' tape. And it's the first time I ever heard this. Right. Kind of match what you were talking about. Yeah, you said the same thing that I had right. seen. And I said, Greg, said, this is because real. the tape like, shows that. Yeah. And, and so so I so I do this radio uh deal uh in Kansas City every Thursday. And I and I said, this is, I took my buddy's, uh, he texted me everything he saw on tape and I read it and I got scared. I had to block people on Twitter. I tried not to block people. They're getting like really over the line with, with the, with the nastiness. I'm like, Jesus. You leave Mr. C alone out there, Mr. This Twitter. Is what people watch the tape, see, and they're getting mad at me because it's, it's their team. I get it. But by the way, it's not just, I know Spax's defense is not playing well. I get that. But the quarterback is not playing well at all. When is the last time, Greg, you've watched their tape? And watch this quarterback and say, "Oh my, what? A, wow, this is really well." What, what has happened is he's become an individual play player, and those individual plays are still freaking great. So you see those on high right. highlights, and you go, right. "Wow, that's Patrick Mahomes," and he can do that on any given play, which is why he's still very tough to defend because on any given play he can be phenomenal. Um, but the consistency of their offense has dropped. But I don't think Hill and Kelsey have been quite as good this year. They both. Well, I can tell up. you why Hill has it. And this is a technical reason. Teams have started to play far more split safety against the chiefs, including two man coverage. And what does Hill do best? Hill runs away from people. That's what mm -hmm. Hill is. He runs away from people. When there's two deep safeties, there's not as much space to run to. So they're struggling against split safety coverages right now, and they're going to have to figure that out schematically and tactically. Adam, if they make a deal for like a Marlon Mack, maybe it's irrespective of Edwards Alaire and his status. Would that be a sign that maybe they're looking to, you know, teams are playing split safety. You want to run the ball against that. Well, Mack would give us some juice in their backfield without, uh, uh, without CEH, you know, but. They need to do something. We've been saying for a while they need to do something there. But also defense, Greg. What 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 is their issue with their defense? Why is it falling off so much? This is well, like he, really bad. We, well, we talked just, about that. No, no, yeah, but is just, it? We know they blitz. You've given us like you know spags. Their corners, blitz. their corners have not played well. So it's they Fenton, blitz. They like right. to blitz, right. and they play cover one a lot. Um, Undisciplined. They're just they've not been very good on the outside. You know, so you know again. Maybe Spags will rethink things. I don't know. You know, I, I tend not to say coaches are doing a bad job because they yeah, know sure. their players better than I do. It's easy on the outside to say stuff, but I, I don't do that because I just don't feel comfortable doing that because I'm not there every day and I don't know the players the way the coaches know the players. I can tell you what the film shows. They're right. struggling on the outside and yeah. that's, that's a problem in this league. I haven't noticed Honey Badger this year. I got to tell you. Um, and then Sorensen got benched too, didn't he? Sorensen got benched. Yep. Thornhill, yep, two weeks yep. ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and don't forget, Chris Jones missed about three or four games. 
And he may not play today. He's got this hand yeah, injury, right. wrist injury. It's still a problem. He, and he, Charverius Ward, too. Ward. Ward's, Ward's back, though. I think yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah, he is, but, but he just played sporadically this past week. Mm -hmm. so That'll wrap back. it up here. Yeah. It's That'll wrap it up. Uh, the Week 8 Matchup Podcast. We did run a little later. Uh, I guess we were about an hour and a half as normal. Um, we, we also had more games than last week, so there's that, too. So let's wrap it up here. Let our guy, Ben Kukanis, uh, next time we do this podcast or this live stream, the three of us, Ben Kukane is going to be a daddy. Oh, so, wow. Nice, man. Nice job, Ben. Wish, uh, ben, uh, lots of luck. Uh, don't worry, Ben. It's only the next 25 years of your life. It's fine. You'll be fine. No sweat. No, no responsibility. No, you're good. Nice uh, job. Yeah, but uh, there it is. Uh, so good luck to Ben and uh, good luck to everybody in week number eight. We'll wrap it up here for Adam Kaplan, Greg Cosell. I'm John Hanson. Check out all the other live streams, of course. And again, good luck this week. We'll catch you next week.